I would prefer that eventually we, we more so just talk about um, like the attitudes and, and, and the quotes you guys took away from media day, because that is, we need to like button up this 2022, 2023 Bruins season before we can look at too far ahead. Right. And like we talked about before we started recording, there were some, maybe some not great attitudes. Like, and just like, I just, I just didn't, I sensed frustration. I sensed that they were upset that they lost. Obviously, why would you not be? But I don't know. I I just got the sense that that they were a little bit arrogant and and just thought that their shit didn't stink and that they were going to be the Harlem Globetrotters this postseason. And they learned a lesson that, quite frankly, they should have learned every single year since they won the cup because they've lost every single year since they won the cup. And there's lessons that they should have learned in 2019. And it's like you're hearing these guys talk yesterday about like whatever, like, like just how they can't believe what happened and, and, and they're, they're shocked. Like you guys, well, why are you shocked? This is not, this is not a team that was rebuilding for five years and finally made the playoffs and, and, and just got overwhelmed. Like this team was a playoff tested team. Why were they so shell shocked by a good Florida, but not great Florida team? No, I, I don't think they were shocked that the Panthers were good. I think, I think they're just shocked that the season's over and it didn't go nearly as long as they thought it was going to and expected it to. Like I, I haven't gotten the sense that like this team's arrogant or that they thought too highly of themselves. Like I, I think they took the Panthers seriously. I think, you know, Marshawn was talking up the Panthers before game one. Um, and I think that kind of echoed through the locker room. Like I, I don't think they were shocked by the Panthers. I think they're, they're shocked by themselves i think they're shocked that this ended so soon that they were up 3-1 and blew it like to me that when i say like they sounded shocked yesterday i think it's more because of that i think it's about them i don't think it's really anything to do with underestimating their opponent or thinking they you know it was like their god-given right to win or anything like that i just think they were expect just like all of us, they were expecting to go on a long run. They were expecting to play into June. Um, they certainly were not expecting to lose in the first round after being up three to one. And I just feel like two days hasn't been enough time for them to process it. I think a lot of them hung out together on Monday after losing game seven. And a couple of guys kind of alluded to that. Jake DeBrus talked about it a little, and they said, like, you know it was just like quiet and like none of them could really figure out like what happened. They were still just shocked. Um, so I don't think it was arrogance so much as, as they just had high expectations and rightly so after the season they had, like they, they should have had high expectations for themselves. Um, and yeah, the, like, like all of us, they're just, they're stunned that it's over so soon. Yeah, and I, I got the sense that they're surprised and just really did not know how they are like their individual performances looked one way in the regular season and then just did not translate into the postseason. Like I'm sure a lot of them were, you know, just think about how many clean plays Lindholm made in the regular season and then all of a sudden now the plays don't look so clean and they don't look, you know, there's there's misconnections on passes. There's issues knowing where guys are there's turnovers there's um panic like how did that creep into their game I think they really honestly don't know like they they didn't feel like they were they didn't really know where it came from that this team just 
didn't look like the Bruins anymore. If, if, if we're being real, like that game too, I, when, when I was up there, I was, I didn't know what I was watching. I was like, this isn't the same team uh, that we've seen the whole season. I didn't even, I was like, this doesn't look like we, what we've watched at all. And I think they just don't even know how that happened to them. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, the, I like the irony of calling it breakup day was this time. It actually really felt like, like the shock of going through a breakup, like, like a blindside breakup uh, where it's like, what happened? Like, I did not see that coming. Like this was not who we, we thought we were. Um, and I didn't get the sense of arrogance from any of the guys I talked to. I didn't talk to everyone, but um, I think that it is general shock. And I will say it felt like shock immediately after that overtime goal goes in for the Panthers. Like it felt like instant shock among the, even like reporters, the, (laughs) the marketing people, like there were people in tears up on the ninth floor who were just absolutely not expecting this to end the way it did. Um, like we, some of the people we, that we were crying, Scott? it was Scott. I wasn't going to yeah, say but it. It was Scott. That was only because they ran out of popcorn though. That, that wasn't yeah. the game. Yeah. They shut the popcorn machine off for overtime. So Scott was crying. Um, but no, like the marketing people, like it was just pure, I don't know, shock. It was like a bad breakup. It really was. Um, so to that, no, Brian, I didn't, I didn't get that since it was arrogance. I just think, well, I mean, I even planned my vacations later in the year. Cause I thought for sure, this is going to be going till June. And they've, a lot of them mentioned that we thought we were going to be playing together till June. Now, all of a sudden we may never play together again. Um, and you know, that end of career sneaks up quickly on Krejci and Bergeron, if they decide not to come back, right. All that stuff just snuck up on them. I mean, uh, they thought yeah. they had more time. I mean, look, look, this is kind of my point, though, guys. Like, I don't, I don't, necess- I don't necessarily mean they were arrogant in the sense where, like, they're walking around saying, ha-ha, look at us, we're better than everybody else. I think arrogance can creep into your game just, just by, just by how, how successful their regular season was. This is my point. They, they don't have a right to be shocked because this team is far too experienced. And even this current group, like – it's easy to sit there and look at Bergeron, Krejci, and Martian and be like, these guys have been in the league for you know 10 to 20 years, depending on which guy we're talking about. They've been to three cup finals. Bergeron's played in 14 game sevens. Like It's easy to point at them and say, of course they're experienced. All right, but a lot of the guys on that team also played in the cup finals a few years ago. Like They know what it takes to play in the postseason, or they should. And the fact that, like, here's what here's what blows my mind, okay? Did Matthew Kachuk and Sam Bennett, Verhage, Montour in particular, did those guys have a great series? Sure. They absolutely did. And Sam Bennett returning back in the lineup changed the tenor of the series. No doubt about it. Those guys played great, all right? But the Florida Panthers didn't do anything out of the ordinary to beat this Bruins team. Their best players were their best players. Paul Maurice did not reinvent the wheel. There was no genius, you know, one, three, one neutral zone trap. The Bruins, they just, Florida just played hard. They outworked Boston. So for the Bruins to lose that series after being up the way that they were both in the series and in game six and seven in the third period, and then to lose because they were being, they were, they were being, they were making unforced errors 
and they were getting outworked. To sit there after the season and now say we're ju- we're just shocked, like we're shocked. Well, it's like why, like why, why, why are you shocked? Like you, like you didn't work hard enough to do it, and why? And the question is, why weren't you working hard enough? And that's what I'm saying about the arrogance. It's almost like it was subconscious. Like their desperation level was not w- where Florida's was. You can't tell me. You can't tell me they outworked Florida. They just they just didn't. And and Mike and and what pisses me off. Is when I see a team that top to bottom has all the talent in the world get out work now they're now they lose and now they're just shocked. But they've been around the block a few times for my liking to be shocked by playoff by what it takes to win in the playoffs. So maybe I'm being a little hard on them, but this is just the way that I feel after watching that team and watching that series. I think some of that's fair, but I also I don't think like they hit cruise control. I I, I just don't. I don't think they expected it to be easy at at any point and. You know, I think at times they, they even as the series was slipping away, they showed fight. They kept, you know, they kept coming back in game five and game six and, um, you know, scoring the next goal, going back up. They came back from two nothing down in game seven. Like they, they worked. It's not like they totally rolled over. I, I think what, what they really struggle with is why did those, uncharacteristic mistakes happen. Like why do those turnovers keep happening? Um, and I think, well, no one's going to say it because they're not going to throw anyone under, under the bus. I think it's also shocked that like when they did make a mistake, it ended up in the back of the net, like almost every time. And that wasn't there this year. They got the bailout saves during the season. I want to read a quote from Derek Forbert, who I Bridget knows this from, Sunday skate pre-show chats. Like I usually kind of mock anytime, you know, this forward audio, cause he's not, he's not the most exciting interview and he tends to give very short answers, but I actually thought his quote from yesterday and I, he want, definitely was not intending to like throw goaltending on the, under the bus, but he, he was asked about, you know, why the Panthers four check. Actually, I asked him why the Panthers four check gave them so many problems and they weren't really able to adjust. And he said, we definitely had some uncharacteristic turnovers. I didn't really feel like we were hemmed in our zone too much. I don't know what the zone time comparison was. It just seemed like they were very opportunistic. And every time we'd make one of those little mistakes, it ended up in the back of our net. And like, I think that's what like a lot of guys were going through is yeah, we made uncharacteristic mistakes and we don't really know why. And also they kept every time we did, they made us pay and that's not usually how hockey works. Like usually you get away with a couple of mistakes, whether, you know, because the other team shoots into the goalie's chest, misses the net, your goalie makes a save. Like it, it did seem like Florida was capitalizing on almost all of like the most blatant mistakes. So it's yeah. Like you deserve that. You're the one who made the mistake. So if they, if they keep making you pay over and over again, then yeah, you have it coming. Like that's on you, but you know, the Panthers made mistakes, then Bruins didn't capitalize on all of them. Martian gets a free breakaway at the end of game five off a of Panthers mistake. Series is over if he buries it. He doesn't. Like, you know, so it's so I think like that's where the shock is, is like it's they don't really fully understand why they couldn't stop making those mistakes. And there's also the shock that the the unspoken part to me, because they're not gonna throw their goalies under the bus, is like man, like what happened to that one or two extra saves that we got all year? Like, 
I don't know. That that's that's my opinion, obviously, the last part, but I, I do think it's part of it. Do you think another unspoken part of it is maybe shock that the the coaching decisions to move some guys to certain spots didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and especially in particular that game that Bergeron came back and splitting him and Marshawn up. And I just feel like maybe some of the, that caused confusion too. Like that, that broke up players who'd been playing together the whole year and some of it was necessity, but when Bergeron came back, there was no reason not to put him back with Marshawn and DeBrusque. And that was one of the things Montgomery said he regretted doing was waiting too long to put them back together um, and not starting out the game with them together. I think that was game five. Um, And I did feel like another unspoken thing was no one really asked about coaching. No one really asked about that, um, how that played into the series as well. So I feel like Montgomery did some things that he wasn't doing in the regular season that he did in the playoffs or even, you know, um, when he didn't necessarily have to, obviously for the first few games when Bergeron was gone and when Krejci and, Bergeron were gone. There were moves that needed to be made, but those were the games that things went well. Um, yeah, the injuries too were another thing that I feel like every player got asked um, because it wasn't clear which players were actually fully healthy. Um, and it, I mean, Allmark had some comments about how I wasn't injured, I was hurt, um, which those are two different things. One you can play through and one you can't. And then the rest of the questions after that following up were like about, okay, well, like, how did you think that you could go? Did you like, at what point would you have said um, you weren't able to go? I asked him about like, was it, were you playing through pain that was worse than like pain that you played through before? Um, Which he just said, kept answering, like, I felt like I had everything I needed to, to play. Um, So I don't know. Um, he, there was a lot, there's really still a lot to get through. The injuries were another thing that were kind of like the elephant in the room. Yeah. I'm going to play the world's smallest violin for that. It's the first round of the playoffs. And I don't think anybody in the Bruins besides Bergeron's disc and a couple of tweaks for a couple of guys was, was holding this team back. And you can't tell me Florida's well, not crazy. playing stuff too. I mean, look at, I mean, Sam Bennett just came back from it. Sam Bennett comes back from an injury in games in game two and is one, one of the more effective players in the series. And like, well, so he's still playing through something, I would imagine. But Bar- Barkov was sick early in the series. Paul, it's Paul okay, Maurice said it's, that's different than if it's your goalie, right? Your goalie has to be 100%. True. But, like it's- yeah, but then it's like, then don't play him then. And, and right. that's, and that's, and that's your point. I, I understand you're not, you're not, that's not what you're saying, Bridget. I get it. But like, as far as like, but it's not like it was like game six or seven of the cup finals and you're, and you're two months into this grueling play. They played, they played seven games in a week and a half. What and, I'm saying, what what I'm saying is, I think he he was too hurt to play, mm-hmm. and then I'm not saying I'm not saying it's on on him, but I'm adding that into the coaching decisions that were made that weren't weren't the right coaching decisions. So like like I said, that was another unspoken thing was like some of the decisions that were made by uh, whether it was Montgomery or goalie Bob. Like these were decisions that nobody was willing to criticize from the team but that we all know happened, right? Like if Allmark really was hurt, why are we still getting him in net rather than Swayman? And that's a decision that needed to be made by coaching that didn't get made. hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I, I would have hoped that after 
and I guess we, we don't know exactly how this decision played out. Maybe we'll learn more next week when we talk to Montgomery and Sweeney, but you would have hoped that after two years ago, like they wouldn't just be taking players words for it because Tuca. one of the things like Bruce Cassidy said over and over again, that series was like, yeah, he talked to Rask and he says he can play and he can do everything he has to do. And it's like, but we all saw with our eyes that he wasn't able to. And I feel like it, it was the same thing with all Mark where it's like, yeah, he can tell you he can do everything and he can go out and practice or whatever and make this movement and that movement. But then when you get like into the heat of a game, it's just different. And we all, like we, we said it, we all felt like you'd watched him and he just looked off. Like he looked a little slower, a little more scrambly. And it's like, you know, and we're not goalie Bob. We haven't studied goaltending every single day for our entire lives. But it's like, sometimes I wonder if people can get too close that they're almost blinded, where it's like, they, they have to see the same thing we're seeing, but are they almost like too close where it's like, now they're breaking it down into like, you know, every little millimeter of a movement and like timing it. And it's like, and not just doing the sort of simple thing that we do, which is like, he doesn't look like he looked three weeks ago. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's just, and it's so odd too, because you have swimming. Like if they, you know, if their backup goalie wasn't as good, nearly as good, like you would get it. You would get just sticking with your Vezina guy, but Swayman was like just as good. The second half, all they told us was how much they trust him and would believe in him to go in and, and, that's what they said going to game seven when they finally made the switch. And it's like, well, you couldn't have trusted them that much. If you're sticking with Omar clearly being banged up, like, yeah, that's still, you know, we'll see if we get more answers about the goaltending next week, but that definitely still stands out as like an unanswered question and just something that really doesn't make sense. No matter what Omar says. And like, I, I get what he's saying. And he certainly seemed annoyed by the, by Kevin Weeks's report that it was, you know, debilitating and affected his movement. Like he clearly disagreed with that assertion, but. Well, like where does Kevin Weeks get that then? uh, I mean, it could be an agent trying to make an excuse. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless, unless Swayman was playing through something, as bad as Allmark or worse, like at the bare minimum, Swayman should have played game six uh, before he even got to game seven. But just real quick to jump back to, uh, to, to Derek Forbert's comments, Scott, were the Florida Panthers opportunistic? Yeah. But let's not, let's not, and, and nobody here is right. But let's not act like the Bruins goaltending was, was just, giving up everything like game one, the Bruins sucked. And I think, and I think Allmark is a big reason that they were able to win that game. The Bruins did not play well in game one. So if it's not for him, then they go down in the series right away. In my opinion, game seven, the Bruins had 18 giveaways to Florida's nine. So for forward to sit there and say, yeah, we had a couple of uncharacteristic. No, 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 no. You doubled your opponent in giveaways in game seven. And, and <laughs> You know, you mentioned the Marshan breakaway in game five that Bobrovsky stopped and gave the Panthers another chance at life. Swayman stopped Matthew Kachuk in game seven of overtime in a breakaway, and the Bruins couldn't take advantage of that breath of, of fresh air. And now, so, like, it's not like 
every the Bruins they didn't make a ton of turnovers, but when they did, oh, they end up in the back. No, 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 no. That's not the narrative that should be out there. Not, nobody here is saying that. I know. I'm just saying like, was Allmark good in the middle of the series or in games five and six? No. But the Bruins' defense, their puck management was atrocious. Their game management was atrocious. Their awareness, yeah, the goaltending at times it, it, it they weren't that extra save like Scott. You called it an extra save, but my God, like they would have had to have made so many extra saves because this Bruins team was well, so so out of sync. But not really. I mean, it really was one extra save. Like, yeah. One more save wins you game seven. One, yeah, one more and, and one less turnover wins you one. game six or game five. I know. Yeah, I know it, guys, it's, it's all together. It's not all together. It's well, not I, one I or the other, but both were major letdowns. The, sure, yeah, the team sure. defense, not even just the defenseman, the, the team defense and the goaltending were both major letdowns, especially because that was your biggest strength all year. You gave up nearly half a goal less per game than any other team in the, in the NHL. And then both totally fell apart in in the playoffs. I know. Well, I think part of the reason sucks. for the shock is that, at, like, you can think of about 100 different plays that if it had gone a, different by, like, a centimeter or by a second, then this series would have been over. Um, you know, maybe in five or six, not even just seven, right? Like, we can think of – just these split second plays that if those, if you don't make that pass, it, like that Bertuzzi turnover out in front of the net, well, the Bruins probably win that game. Um, if Allmark doesn't come out and wrap the puck around and, you know, it gets stolen and they lose in overtime in game five, like, okay, that you're probably on to the next round then. Like each guy was going through and saying, like Marshawn was, was the breakaway. Orlov said, I hit a post. Um, like each guy had these different moments that they that are bothering them. For yeah. if, it, if this one little thing had gone an inch or even a centimeter, or I got it like it was so close so many times. And I think that's what makes it so shocking to them. The, yeah. Brent, Brandon Carlo getting that puck in the scrum and hits the crossbar. But um, um, the, the, Pasternak, the 30, 30 seconds into overtime, beats Bobrovsky over the blocker and it hits the knob of his stick. Like, yeah, the yeah, hand pass by that Jake DeBrus, like by a centimeter, touched with his glove. Um, that took back a Carlo goal. Like, there's there was so many, yeah, but 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 regardless of who wins the series, both teams are going to have those moments, though. So it's just like, and and it's I'm just that's, that's why what, it's those are the things that are haunting them and adding yeah. to the shock. Well, I mean, look, you're not going to sit here and hear me defend the team. I thought they, I thought, I, I thought they were careless. I thought that, for whatever reason, they weren't the team they were in the regular season, which is obvious. And and my my biggest question, I guess, is just is why. And and, and like we talked about it for 40 minutes, 45 minutes at this point. And you can sit there and say, well, maybe the goaltending let them down here, the defense let them down here, the forwards didn't capitalize on this opportunity. My question is like, why? Like like what was Florida doing? And like, and if it wasn't something that Florida was doing, then that it all comes back to like it's just an inexcusable loss for the Bruins. They just they didn't have that. They just didn't have that. You want to call it clutch performance? Like that's it's inexcusable. You did it all regular year. Like you got to do it in the playoffs, and that's why it's like when everybody says they're shocked. Well, I don't know. Like I'm sure I'm sure they are shocked, but I'm just curious if if to a man that Bruins team can look themselves in the mirror and say that they gave it their best effort and. Personally, 
it's not that they're going out there and saying, I'm going to give it 75%, but they're just, they just, they, they were not very, they weren't, yes, they came back at different times, but what would they do when they, when they come back in games? They give it right away. They were, Florida was just hungrier when it mattered most. I don't know. So I'm, they, I'm at a loss for words, really. They didn't have any games that were a full 60 minute efforts. I mean, they had, they, I mean, even game seven, I thought that game was over and they lost it way earlier than they did. Like, I didn't think it was going to need overtime. I was like, that, this yeah. is done. Like there was, no the air left. there was no air left in the building. It was like, like it, it almost felt like you couldn't breathe. Like, and it was quiet and you know, like there was even moments of booing, like yeah. not everybody, mm. but like, and like, Gas down like, to nothing. It was it was very noticeable. It was so bad. It was like there were like gasps when they were down to nothing, and and this pass doesn't connect. And it's just like it was. Everybody was just not sh- like they were. Everybody was shocked. Every mistake that they couldn't get their shit together. Um, and I really thought that this that was going to be a regulation loss. Honestly, I was like, well, this is over. Yeah. Like I'm everybody in that building didn't want to be there anymore. And then all of a sudden the comeback starts <laughs> and it's like, okay, wow, maybe they'll get by into the next round on the skin of their teeth. But if we're being honest, they were not the better team in game no. seven. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Bridget, but, I, would, I would even say almost made it like it, it's just, it was just, as, you were kind of hoping that they just somehow found a way to win that game, like hold on to it, that three, two lead. And, just reset for the next round. But if they looked like that again in the next round, they'd be out in, you know, they Toronto would have well, beat them in like five games. No, but I I think Florida and I I obviously should have seen this coming coming in, but I do think Florida was like a particularly bad matchup because of how good four checking they are. And I guess maybe the Bruins <laughs> didn't face enough great four checks during the season, but you know, Florida was number one or two in the league all year in terms of four check offense. And that clearly proved to be an Achilles heel. Like if you're looking at what was the biggest difference, it was that it was Florida's four check pinning the Bruins in forcing mistakes in, you know, disrupting their breakouts. Sounds familiar. And, hmm. and I'm you know, trying not to say I told you so, but <laughs> well, but I, I mean, this point in the last podcast, the Bruins still had enough to win the series, even with it. Like yeah, Florida's no, forecheck inevitably that. was going to force mistakes because they're just too good not to. Like that team, look what they just did to Toronto in game one. Like they're mm-hmm. going to do that to everyone they face. But the Bruins had enough other ways to win the series, even with accepting a certain number of mistakes because of Florida's forecheck. What's really annoying is that they made unforced mistakes in addition to the forced ones and that's where you lose a series like that's where what you can't overcome the ones that are forced you tip your cap and you say great play by matthew kachuk the unforced ones you know Connor clifton's pass coming out of the zone bertuzzi's backhand pass to no one all marked behind the net like that stuff that's where like there's no tipping your cap that's where you're just like we did to ourselves we shot ourselves in the foot like even with all the good things the Panthers did, it was there for us if we just cleaned up our own act. And they didn't. Yeah, that's their fault. Yeah. That's why they deserve all the criticism they get because you know what? the te- Winning teams don't make those mistakes. And I don't know how you go out there and win 65 games and then 
And it's, look, so if people sit there and say the Bruins weren't as good as their record indicated, then it's totally fair now. Like, I mean, look, uh, whatever. I just feel like I, I, I said sounds familiar because you look at how they lost to St. Louis in 19, you know, Tampa and, and, and uh, the Islanders and Carolina in subsequent years, like the Bruins. And, and, and we're talking, we're talking different decors, except for a couple guys, we're talking different coaches, but yet the same core Bruins are still here. And, and that's, that, that's what, that's what beats this, the, these Bruins teams and playoffs teams that wear you down. So it's like, I'm just so sick of that being the reason every year. Now we're talking that they get eliminated. Why they get eliminated because the other team wore them down in the four check. Well, why they went out and got new guys. They have different coaches. They were a better team. They were deeper. They I just had don't guys. They added guys that you can't push around. <laughs> yeah. Where was um, Garnet Hathaway in the series? I know. Well, so that's like the other side of it is, you know, if we're talking about, well, Florida's four check was great. Other teams with great four checks have won in the playoffs the Bruins tried to improve their forecheck game this year. And at times I thought in the regular season, they clearly had, but it didn't really feel like it was there nearly enough in this series. Was it like how, how often did we feel like, Oh man, they're all over the Panthers defense and they're hammering these guys and they're forcing turnovers. Like I didn't really think they were doing a, a that certainly not nearly as much as Florida was, but even compared to like the way they played down the stretch, I didn't, I don't think we saw enough of that. And, you know, to an extent, some of that's tied together. If you're struggling to get out of your own zone, then you're not in position to be dumping pucks into good areas and get in on the four check. Like it's all kind of connected, but you know, I did think that the, the Bruins own four check game also wasn't, wasn't as good as it should have been. And like, if you look at the numbers on the season, they were basically an average four checking team. But I thought that their deadline moves, especially you know Bertuzzi and Hathaway, like had helped down the stretch. Um, but I didn't think they made they made enough of an impact there. 